It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coach Harris and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Normally just Monday through Friday, got a special Saturday podcast. Today, I was on a podcast with uh, Colby Dant. He hosts, um, I think, a handful of podcasts, but this specific one is called the College Football Experience. He is going in alphabetical order. This is his second summer doing this. He goes through alphabetical order, having a preview um, of every team in the FBS. So he uh, he reached out to me to do his Auburn episode, and I recorded it and got his permission. But if you like this, there's one for there's going to be one for every single team <laughs> in college football, which is crazy. So if you're interested in that, be sure to head over to um, his podcast, The College Football Experience. But uh, yeah, I thought I'd share this here. Joining us on the College Football Experience host of the Locked on Auburn daily podcast about Auburn Tigers football and basketball, uh, Zach Blackerby. How are you, Zach? I appreciate you hopping on and talking Auburn football with us. Man, huge honor. Uh, it sounds like you're doing a, a show for each college football team, and there's a lot of Auburn guys out there, so I appreciate you asking me, man. Hey, well, I, I'm very grateful, so let's get into this. Let's talk Tiger football. We got Brian Harson year one. Um. First off, I guess I got I got to start there. Are, were you happy to see Malzahn leave? Because I know that was controversial. I feel like some it, it people was. thought, hey, you know, so what, what, what's your take on Malzahn getting rid of dismissing Malzahn and now going to Harson? At the time, I didn't love the departure of Malzahn. I didn't love that we were pushing him out the door, especially in the middle of the pandemic when money was kind of a thing that, you know, a lot of people were struggling with at the time and, now, with hindsight being 2020, and you've already seen what Brian Harson has done from a culture standpoint without there being any football games yet, just spring and you know how he's managed the transfer portal, I'm, I'm really impressed with what Harson's done. So I think now having more information than we did at the time, you know, right after that Mississippi State game, I, uh, I, I think it makes a whole lot of sense. But at the time, I was a little, I was a little confused. But, you know, the, the Brian Harson hire... I think it's got, it's got a lot of Auburn fans really, really excited. I think you're seeing things from a different perspective. You know, Auburn, they really haven't changed much in the last eight years. Gus came in, made it to a national championship in that first year. In 2014, they were very, very good. They kind of, you know, were on the wrong side of a few weird calls, but they had a national championship caliber team. It just, you know, that's a game of football. Then 17, they almost got there again. And then, but outside of that, it's just been kind of really bland, vanilla offenses with, you know, the occasional really good defense. But now you're starting to see Harson come in and you're like, oh, wow, we weren't doing things like they do it in Alabama or at Georgia or at all these, you know, these, these power five, you know, power schools, you know, throughout the country, like your Clemsons and Ohio States and things like that. And so you're seeing more and more stories come out about Malzahn, about how he ran recruiting and how he, you know, structured his staff and how he didn't let anybody help him with anything. And now it's like, oh, 
a lot of people run things actually like a business, like a company, not like a high school football program. So it's been interesting to see that shift. And it's happened pretty quickly, which is impressive. Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, I normally have a co-host. He's not here on this episode, but he defended Malzahn. And look, I think Malzahn's a good football coach. I but I thought, I thought he was unnecessarily gimmicky. I, I, I thought like, hey, you're Auburn. I get it. Okay, Alabama might be bringing. I know I don't want to say too much because I know you're an Auburn guy. Sure. But I'm saying, you know, you're still Auburn. This is the, you know, a, 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 you know I think one of the more premier uh, programs in the country. Now, you don't need to be this gimmicky. You don't need to be this. Uh, I, I always felt like they, the Malzahn, especially his later years, kind of was shooting himself in the foot on a lot of these things. And Har- here comes in Harson, who I'm very curious I, I don't know what to expect because I know Harson did did well at Boise, but I they weren't as good as the Peterson years, but they were still, I mean, you're you're in you're in Boise. The fact you're winning 10, 11, 12 games, I think uh, you gotta be a good coach. But, I think so. But I am very curious because he was an OC at Texas with Mac Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh so he got to see Mac Brown, the ultimate CEO, I feel like, of of, of a head coach. Sure. So, so he got to see that. He got to see Chris Peterson. He was the OC when they called the, the Statue of Liberty play on that that famous uh Boise State, Oklahoma game. Yeah. So I'm, and already no the Bo Nick situation. I, I, I'm so curious your take on this because look, I love Patrick Nix, right? Growing up. I have a soft spot for Auburn for the, I grew up in Washington, DC. Okay. That, those Auburn teams in the mid nineties, I was, they were like my sec team. Right. right. So I, I love Patrick Nix, but I'll be honest. And I'm rooting for Bo, uh-huh. but uh-huh. I haven't been impressed when I watch if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, the storyline is, you know, this is Bo's year make or break. You know, they brought in TJ Finley from LSU through the transfer portal to, um, hopefully push him a little bit, or if Bo doesn't take that next step, maybe Finley does. And the first thing that everybody looked at when Harson was hired at Auburn was, okay, do quarterbacks get better under Harson? And they did by a lot. And so yeah. I, I think when you look at what Bo Nix could possibly do, all he's got to do is get more consistent because I, you know, I say this all the time on locked on Auburn, there's four or five throws a game. You're just like, why can't he do that more? That was beautiful. And then there's a few throws where it's like he'll stand in the pocket and he'll just run out of it for no reason and he'll throw the ball off of his back foot, but it's 40 yards on a rope. And it's like, how in the world does this kid have the talent to do that? And then the next play, he just makes a super lazy read and, you know, it's just maybe turns the ball over. You know, it's a, a wide open receiver on third and six or something like that. All he's got to do is get more consistent. The tools are there. And all we hear about Bo Nix time and time and time and time again for people within the program is how much of a football junkie this guy is, how much he loves studying the game and how much he loves, you know, if he's not, if he's not doing something school related and he has some free time, he's either watching tape or he's working out or he's getting with his receivers and he's throwing to them. And it's like, well, that didn't really show up on the field. You know what I mean? Like it, the guy that made that game winning touchdown pass to Seth Williams in his first ever game against Oregon mm-hmm. and the guy that beat Mississippi state uh, and then, you know, lost to Northwestern, I guess it's the most recent game. How, how much of a different person is he? And some people will have different answers. And then like a day comes around and you see the Auburn fan base. We love to call it Auburn Twitter. They're like, Oh my gosh, you look so much better. I'm like, ah, I think he looks the same to me, but you know, there aren't guys running after him. So there's, it's, it's impossible to know, but 
I think he does take a next step. I don't think he's a Heisman contender like some Auburn fans would hope, but I do think he's a top-half SEC quarterback, and I think you can make the argument that he's a top-half SEC quarterback now, barely, but I think you can make the argument. I don't think there's any kind of argument against him being a top-five or six quarterback in the SEC at the end of the season. That's my guess. I mean, as a, as a freshman, you you just hit on that Oregon game. I, yeah. I remember watching that and thinking, hey, he kind of reminds me of Baker Mayfield, right? Mm. I, I, sure. I actually had like a little bit of, and I'm like, he's only a freshman and he's doing this against a, a pretty good Andy Avalos defense with the Ducks. So I, I was like, okay, this is their future. Now, I do feel like he regressed and that maybe that's Malzahn's thing. I mean, I, I know Stidham when he went there, I didn't feel like Stidham was as good as I had seen Stidham play at Baylor. So maybe that, or maybe that's just Big 12 defenses. I don't know what it is, but but uh, yeah, you make an interesting point though with, with you know Harson coming in. I think maybe we should be optimistic. So so gun to your head, is he the starter against Akron day one? Yeah, I think so. And I think Bo Nick starts every game this year as long as he's healthy. But there there is a reality that if he struggles and you know maybe he doesn't get things right against Akron and then you roll into Penn State in that third game of the year and maybe he flops. There's a chance then the next game you go to LSU and how great would it be to go to LSU with their former quarterback and uh, have a chance to win there for the first time in two decades. So we'll see. The college uh, football storylines are always a lot of fun, but I think when it's all said and done, I think it's Bo Nix's job. But that Penn State game week three is going to be very, very telling for how good this football team is. And Bo Nix is a big part of it. I think the defense is going to be fine. I think the running back's going to be great in Tank Bixby, assuming he can stay healthy. And even if he can, I think Sean Chivers is very good behind him. The offensive line is going to be average, not going to be anything special. As far as the offense goes, it goes through Bo Nix. And we will know very, very early in, early in the season if he's ready to do that or not. Well, you're returning, I, I think, your whole O-line. So that that's encouraging. And then Bigsby, I was really impressed by. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, t- Tank's a stud. The, the returning the whole offensive line thing is kind of, the Auburn fan base is split on this because the O-line stunk last year. Like, it wasn't very good. It was a weakness. Now, I think Bo did some things to not help them out. I don't think he helped out his teammates a whole lot. And I also don't think Malzahn put calls on the field, whether it was him or Chad Morris calling plays. We'll never know the truth on that. But I don't think the coaching staff put together a game plan that really helped out the talent on the field consistently so we'll see we'll see I mean you've got a new offensive line coach Will Friend he came from Tennessee and uh you know he kind of followed Mike Bobo around a few different places they've got a good relationship it sounds like I I like Bobo I mean when he was at Colorado State I I understand you know last year at South Carolina things you know I don't know what it is man I just feel like Muschamp always struggles on the offensive side of the ball but I I believe Mike Bobo is a a good offensive coordinator. I saw those Colorado state teams. I know they're in the mountain West, uh-huh. but I, I just thought that he's a solid offensive coordinator. And I love actually the defensive coordinator hire. I think Derek Mason is, a, is I understand he, he, you know, he just coming off getting fired, but come on, he was at Vanderbilt, but the guy's been a proven winner before he was with the Harbaugh at Stanford. Um, I, I think he's a good defensive coordinator. I like that addition. Now you look, talk defensive side of the ball. Well, actually, offensively and defensively, bringing back seven starters each. So I guess before I hit to the defense, how do you feel about the receiving core? Because you're breaking in new receivers, new tight end. Uh, do you think that's just I, – I, traditionally, when we do these previews, I normally think that's if, – if, if your team, if that's the glaring weakness looking at uh, your returning starters being like, well, I don't know about these receivers, I think that's normally a good thing. 
Yeah, I mean, if you had to pick a position group to kind of be lagging a little bit, I, I agree with you. I think that's the one, especially the way Harson's going to want to run his offense. They're going to want to run the football, blue-collar type stuff. I think there's a lot of talent at the receiving core. It's just young, and it's just unproven. I've been saying for weeks, it's like, if Auburn can somehow get a guy, a veteran guy through the transfer portal, it will totally change how this all looks. They've got a guy that played high school quarterback but was recruited as a receiver. His name's Kobe Hudson. I think he could be really, really good. And then there's a few other guys that we've seen glimpses of. Zevion Caper started as a true freshman last year for Gus. Big-bodied guy. They played him in the slot primarily. And then Zevion Capers, um, nope, excuse me, Elijah Canyon. He's the guy that really popped in the bowl game because so many guys got hurt, and he didn't really play that much last year. But in the bowl game, he really exploded. He had a good A-day as well. So there's a few guys you can look at and say, okay, there's a, there's a chance there. The veteran in the room is Shedrick Jackson, Bo Jackson's nephew, uh, for those um, for those interested in that. I but, love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little tidbit there. He's been on the field a lot, but he hasn't really caught a whole lot of passes, and he's kind of been battling injuries you know, over the last few seasons. So he's also a guy to watch. He's going to be the leader in the group, but I don't know if he's going to be the leader on the field, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Now, now, now defensively, uh, I, I, like I said, I, I hit on Derek Mason coming in. I think that's going to help. Returning seven starters, and and really, I guess the big thing defensively that uh, getting back, you know, uh, your defensive line, uh, Tyrone Truesdell, that guy's a beast. Getting him back, senior defensive lineman, uh, and mixing him in with McLean at linebacker, who led the the, the team with 113 tackles a season ago, and then Owen Papo, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Papo, Papo, okay, Papo, yep. Um, uh, I, I like what I see defensively and even like, okay, you're replacing a couple starters, you know, in the secondary, one on the D line, perhaps one in the, in the linebacking core, but I, I'm not that concerned. I think the defense actually might be the strong part of this team. What's your take on that? Yeah, no, for sure. I think the defensive line, there's some questions there. You know, you mentioned Truesdale, super senior. Now he kind of kept that extra year of eligibility through COVID, which is fine. Good for him. But yeah, I mean, the defensive line got pushed around last year. I mean, it's like they had no plan you know, for um for Derek Brown leaving. They did not have anybody that could kind of step in and, and do that. And then they had this guy that was really, really having a really strong spring named Jeremiah Wright, who'd been in the program for a little bit. And then in, and in spring, he he tore his uh, his knee up, which is a shame. So, yeah, it looks like it's going to be Truesdale. They got a juke, uh, they got a transfer guy from uh, UAB that's going to be exciting. I think both of those guys are over 300 pounds, so we'll see how they do that. They've got a hot shot freshman on the defensive front. His name's Lee Hunter from Mobile. We'll see how he does. But the defense as a whole, I mean, you mentioned the two linebackers, um, Jacoby McLean, Noah, and Papo. And then, I mean, they've got a bunch of NFL guys in the uh, in the defensive backfield. Roger McCreary could have gone to, to probably be a second or third round pick this year. He's got a chance to be a first round pick at the end of this season if he does what he did last year. Um, so he he's going to be really special. Smoke Monday could have gone to the league. I think he's got a lot of traits that the NFL is really, really going to like. And so you just kind of look around there. And, you know, Drayshawn Miller... From West Virginia, he was one of the best corners in college football last year, and he chose to leave West Virginia, and he came to Auburn. So he's probably going to be the guy opposite McCreary. So they're, uh, I mean, the the safeties and corners for this defense are going to be really, really fun. And when you look at what Derek Mason does so well, is he loves coaching safety. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. Yeah, yeah, and and that's it's funny you mentioned that. I was just hitting on the, the just in the past week, West Virginia, how great that defense was. It yeah. kind of flew under the radar. Um, so so here we are, DraftKings. Sportsbook saying uh, the win total set at seven from uh, we're going to go. We're going to go through the schedule here. But my first reaction 
blindly without looking at the schedule was I'm going to smash that over. What, 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 I mean, I know you know the schedule, so I guess we should just get into this. But uh, out the gate, this is good for Harson, I think. You know, building up, getting Akron, who's yeah. just a, a horrible team in the MAC, but um, getting that first win under your belt and then getting Alabama State, I think, very key for for the gauntlet they're about to run after that. Because after Alabama State, so I, I, they're going to be two and zero. All right, sure. I, I, there's no way they're they're going to lose those two games. Yeah. At Penn State, State College, you know, Penn State was a weird team last year. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm, I tend to believe that last year was a just a flash in the pan. Like, I, I don't believe that they were as bad as what that outcome was. And, and a lot of, a lot, they had a lot of players opt out at the last second. Michael Parsons. Uh, so I actually think they're they're better than what uh, than what we probably expect. Yeah, they be. finished the year pretty strong last year too, and I think that says a lot about your culture and your character and your coaching staff. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, so so that that game's brutal. Um, I mean, I, I, I do I think you could win that a hundred percent, but I also feel like if I had to set a line, I would probably go Penn State minus three. Uh, I think I think I would say the same thing. Yeah, I'm I've got a bad feeling about this game from Auburn's perspective. So right now, you know, as we record this in June, I'm I'm, um, I'm taking Penn State. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I know you're an Auburn guy, so I'm going to take Penn State there. But then you get Georgia State, which. By the way, I think this is a win, but tread lightly because ask Tennessee about how Georgia State and, and uh, Sean Elliott, their coach, I understand they're a son about team. I understand this is probably, you know, Auburn probably wins by four touchdowns. But I do think it's a sneaky spot because it's right sandwiched between the at Penn State and the at yeah. LSU. But I, we're going to give you the win here. But I'm just saying that was sure. – I remember sure. Tennessee fans being devastated. I think they opened up a season a couple of years ago when uh, and they had high hopes. Uh, it seems like they've had high hopes for 20 Tennessee? years. Tennessee? What? <laughs> you kidding me? So I think they get through Georgia State, but uh, but then they hit the road at LSU. And this is a team I have a hard time getting a read on LSU. Uh, they went five and five a season ago. I understand people say, well, they played better the second half of the season. And maybe they're like maybe they're like a Penn State where, you know, we had this crazy season. But at the same time, like, you can also play the other side of that coin and say, well, LSU needed a, a Florida player to uh, rip off the cleat and throw it 15, you know, 20 yards down the field to get a 15 yard penalty so mm-hmm. they could beat Florida with the 57 yard field goal just to have a 500 season. Uh, I, I mean, look, I, we know they're extremely talented, but call me crazy. I, I'm not a huge believer yet in, in coach. O. so I think this is a winnable game. I do too. I, I think Auburn wins this game. I am oddly overconfident about this considering Auburn hasn't won there in 20 years. So I think that's, um, that's a storyline. We will definitely hear. We hear that every other year until that's done. And I think Brian Harson is a guy that doesn't care about storylines. He's not going to let that be brought up in his locker room. So I think that's going to help, but I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I'm not super high on a lot of what LSU is doing. And I, obviously they won the, 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 you know, the natty two years ago, but I think all the key parts of that are gone at this point, yeah. whether, you know, it's the players or, you know, they, they lost a ton of coaches as well. I'm not high on Brennan. Uh, he's been there for, you know, since 1985, it seems like. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> is that guy ever going to graduate and leave LSU? I, but I was surprised to see that they're going to start. I mean, I, I know that there's still going to be camp and a competition, but I thought their freshman, uh, well, I, uh, uh, not Finley. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. The other freshman. Yeah, he's the guy that beat Florida, out. right? Yeah, and yeah. I thought he played pretty good. So, but if they're going, yeah, I, 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 
I'm I'm going to join you on this. I'm going to say Auburn gets gets the win in Baton Rouge. Look at this schedule though, dude. To get Penn State, LSU, and Georgia, three out of four games. Whew. Yeah. Bring your Tylenol. Bring your Tylenol, man. Because uh, now the Georgia game, I've made the case for this. If Georgia's got a nice schedule, the way it sets up, obviously they got Shocker. the Clemson game. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Isn't it nice to be in the SEC East? Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> but uh, here we go. Georgia comes in to to you know uh, Jordan Hare. So we're how do you feel? I mean, I think blindly right now. Obviously, we got to take Georgia because of the way their schedule sets up. But at the same time. Georgia is known to drop a game. It, like to me, it was like that South Carolina game a few years ago. And obviously I think Auburn a lot better than South Carolina. Uh, I, I could totally see you winning this here, but I do think if you win that LSU game, I could totally see you losing this too. So I think the argument you can make for Auburn in this, and I pick Georgia in this game, but if you want to make the argument for Auburn is this is going to be the first SEC game at home since oh, yeah. since COVID, and you got a new coaching staff. I mean, Jordan Hare is going to be fired up, especially if you're coming off a win at LSU for the first time in 20 years. So, I mean, it, it could set the stage for an awesome evening under the lights of Jordan Hare Stadium. But what I think is going to happen is th- that 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 table is set, and it's still an awesome night. But I think George is just so talented. They're a very, very good football team. And, you know, I think they're going to lose to Clemson week one. And I don't know if they're going to lose again. They are, they are very, very good. And so I'm with you. I, I think this is like George's year, but JT Daniels has to stay healthy because I still think they have Stetson Bennett back there. And then I, there's such a drop off. I, I would assume that one of their freshmen would have to be better than Stetson Bennett. But I, I'm going to give it to Georgia too, man. Uh, so here we are. We would have you then with just two losses, but, but, but four wins. And then you're at Arkansas, and this was a wild game last year. Mm-hmm. This was a wild game last year, if you remember the, the backward spike. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, the SEC issued an apology. Arkansas, t- I guess, technically should have won the game. But uh, at this point, I, I, I do like Sam Pittman, but their schedule is absolutely brutal. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Tigers to, to get the win here, despite what I like. I do think Pittman's the right guy for the job, though. I do too. Considering, yeah, but you, you want you on the Tigers here, I assume. Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay, then we get a bye week, and I I think uh, that's a good spot to catch a bye week because Ole Miss is one of these teams that I I truly they have a gigantic ceiling to me, like a really high ceiling, but also they have they could have a low ceiling to me. They're they had the worst defense in the country last year. They had the, the one of the best offenses, if not the best. So yeah. I mean, talk about a, a real high variance team here. I do think this is a dangerous game for 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 Auburn because I totally could see Ole Miss winning this, but I could also see Ole Miss having a a a a bad season where everyone's projecting them to have a good season because if that defense isn't fixed, I do expect a lot of these SEC offenses to be better than they were a season ago. You look at Mike Leach, uh-huh. that was horrible uh, right. offensively in, in Starkville. I think Harson will have this offense better than what uh, Malzahn had it at. And I expect even even uh, Arkansas with Bryles uh, in year two without, you know, he didn't get spring ball last year to really implement that offense. So I, I think Ole Miss has a storm coming if they don't fix their defensive problems. So I, I'm assuming you're, you're, you're on Auburn here. I am, yeah. And I, I think, you know, I, I like Corral, the quarterback at Ole Miss. I, I like him, but as you start, reading some of these preseason magazines that come out and these season previews are all over the place. People really, really like him. And I don't know if I really, really like Matt Corral. So I think 
I think Ole Miss is fine. I think they're about where they were last year. I think it's going to take Kiffin time to uh, to really elevate that program, assuming he ever does. But yeah, I think Auburn wins that one. I'm with you. So we're we're sitting there then at, at five and two, and then you're at A and M. Look, there's a lot of hype, and, and Jimbo's been very outspoken coming at Alabama this year. He's saying, "Call me crazy, but A and M was a team that like I lobbied for them." I said they have a, a, a right to, to the play, more of a right to the playoffs than Notre Dame did, I thought. Right. But at the same time, I, I also know they this was still a team that won by five at home against Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so uh, now that was the first game. And so I do think they got a lot better as the season progressed. I think this is a winnable game. I, I'm not a, all the way on board on AM. I do think they're a good team in the SEC. I just don't know that I can just say blindly, though. Hey, this is a for sure win. Now, obviously, if I was setting a line, I would favor AM because it's in College Station. What, what's your take on this game? Yeah, I don't think Auburn's lost in College Station since AM has entered the SEC, if I if I recall that stat correctly. But I, I think AM wins this game. I think um that's just more of a gut reaction than anything else. I think the way they've been recruiting is very, very impressive. I think I yeah. think losing Kellen Mond is a good thing for them. I do too. If I'm being honest I, yeah. with you. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe he got drafted so high. Yeah. I, I, I call me crazy, and I got nothing against the guy personally, but he, I, I remember that Clemson game, and luckily I, I ended up uh, covering my bet on this on the final play of the game. But he threw, he threw high. I felt like every play of the game, and I'm like, how, how is this guy on NFL? Per, like, what was he? A third round draft pick, I think. He went to um, the Vikings, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't understand it, but hey. More power to them, but uh, yeah, okay. So uh, I'll I'll go with you. I'll go with you here on A and M. Home to Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State's one of the most interesting teams on the program, or uh, you know, in in college football this year because I'm very curious. That defense was actually really good last year, and I got to I got to uh, I got to admit we've had Coach Leach on the show several times, so I'm a little bit biased. But uh, That's okay. I think Mississippi State will be a little bit better. <laughs> so so uh, if he could just move the ball a little bit offensively, I expect this defense to be better. But the fact it's at Auburn, I think we got to favor Auburn. Yeah, I think Auburn's defense is kind of set up to defend against the pass pretty well. So, yeah, I'm going to take Auburn, too. Okay, and then at South Carolina, I, I have no idea. You want to talk about the hire that that uh, uh, kind of shocked me. Shane Beamer to, to South Carolina. I have no idea what to expect with South Carolina, and, and that that hire shocked me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just going to blindly say Auburn wins this because I. But at the same time, I I am very curious to see South Carolina this year because I don't know what to expect. I I he's a guy that never was like an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. It's a strange hire to me. I understand he was a special teams coach yeah. of, of Oklahoma, and obviously his dad had great special teams at Virginia Tech. Uh, give me Auburn until I until I see more. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Auburn this one too. Now, however, I thought Auburn would beat South Carolina last year, and that we all know how that went. So, um, yeah the 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 coaching hire is interesting because they were the first to fire their guy. Like they fired Muschamp like so early in the season, and then I I just yeah. assumed you did that so you could get first pick and get an early yeah. start on things. But no, no, they went. They uh, they went with their guy. It's just I thought that was odd. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I mean, look, I I mean, I guess he's got the 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 pedigree in the family, but at the same time, I, I this will be. I think they're one of the more interesting teams to watch, just because I have no idea what to expect. I, I'm expecting them to be bad, just because I was 
I don't think he has a lot of experience. But to 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 be fair, Dabo Sweeney was that was one that didn't have that 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 real rep like that that too. And I think he mm-hmm. wasn't even a positions coach at the time. So uh, that one maybe maybe that can happen. It worked. That's probably what it is. Is they looked at Clemson in state and said, hey. They went with a guy who wasn't an OC or a DC. Yeah, that's why it worked out. Yeah, that's why yeah. it worked out. <laughs> uh, and then you got the, the big one, man. The big one is the uh, now traditionally, I feel like I feel like normally you guys will schedule and I feel like this is kind of an SEC thing where they'll they'll put like their their FCS team before Bama. Mm-hmm. I feel like or, or not maybe not before Bama, but in like November. Um this year you're not doing that. I th- I think that might hurt some. The fact that you got to go to Columbia and then the next week you're home to Bama. I mean, look, you're an you host an Auburn podcast. I'd sure. be disrespecting you if I said Bama's going to come in and win. All right, you, you could say that. I'll say it. <laughs> Alabama's going to beat Auburn in the Iron Bowl this year. <laughs> hey, Harson, you want to get off on a good start? Hold, I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine if he pulls this off, though? I mean, or I think if he beats Georgia, you can make this argument. But if he's able to to come in and inherit, you know, this quote-unquote mess that, that he inherited from the Malzahn era. And like I said, I mean, I like Gus. But if he beats Georgia or Alabama next year, I think you could definitely make the argument that he's coach of the year in the SEC. I, I think it would just be such yeah. a huge statement in either case. Because I think that would be Georgia's second loss. Then it's like, can they get back in it? Like, even if they run the table after that, can they get back in it? And so, uh, I mean, if if he, I don't know, man. I, I just thought Auburn was closer to Alabama than they were because they won a game they probably shouldn't have in 2019. And then yeah. last year, I mean, we just saw, like, uh, not even in the, it, it didn't look like they were in the same conference. I mean, it was just, it was bad. It was really, really bad. And then you're kicking field goals when you're down like 14. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, are you trying to just not get shut out? And like, it just didn't work out well. So I just want to see from that game. One, I think Auburn always has a chance to beat Alabama at home. You know, I I don't think it's going to be a slaughter like last year by any means. But if it is, there's a bigger issue at hand. You know, I mean, just the separation between the two programs. Like, is it getting farther and farther apart? And And I don't think we'll know the answer to that till, till November, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously, if I had to pick right now, I, I think Alabama wins. Yeah, I mean, look, I it, it, I do think Bama is going to lose a game in the regular season. I, I made that. Well, I got to stick to my guns because I made this projection on the Alabama podcast. Although I don't feel great about that. <laughs> don't put your money on that. What you? Uh, what was your prediction? I said eleven and one. Someone's going to bite them. Someone's going to bite them. And and I I thought maybe at Florida. Maybe maybe uh, at Auburn, I think they also get A and M in College Station, and they get uh, I think Mississippi State and Starkville. I said someone, maybe, maybe, but I'm probably going to be wrong because I don't. I'll put it like this: I don't normally, I don't normally bet against Bama. Normally, normally, like last year, I got great odds. I took them to win the SEC West. I think I got it at plus three fifty beginning of the season. Wow. Oh no, not the SEC West. The SEC. I'm sorry. The, the, to win the SEC. Uh-huh. And I, I was surprised the odds were set like that because I didn't really sweat on that on that bet at all. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, well, it, look, if if it goes the way we we just projected it, they would be on the over. That'd be eight and four. So that 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 we, that would be a good first year, right? Would you be completely happy with an eight and four season, even though you lost to Bama and and Georgia and A uh, and M and Penn State? I think so. 
I think so. I mean, everybody kind of hammered Gus because he can never beat Georgia, LSU, or Alabama, and which is weird because he beat Alabama more than anybody else did. But I, uh, I think if you beat, I think that LSU win would go a long way. Uh, I really do, and I think then it's just like, how do you lose to Georgia and Alabama? Because the way they lost to Georgia and Alabama last year was embarrassing. The whole, you know, you mentioned Stetson Bennett, and it's like yeah. that was. The fact yeah. that you allowed it to become the Stetson Bennett show, like, what are you doing? Like, that was di- yeah. that was a disaster. And so, yeah, I, I think a lot of folks would be happy with 8-4. and four. And There will also be some Auburn fans where it's like, we paid millions and millions of dollars to get rid of the coach that always goes 8-4, and four, and um, we got another coach who went 8-4. and four. So I think it'd be split, but I think, um, I think the more level-headed fans would be happy with it. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I think for year one coming in, I mean, we've seen – you know, it's the toughest division in football. So I think, you know, what's eight and four in that division in the SEC West is probably 10 and two, 11 and one, maybe even 12 and 0 in some other, some You're right. other situations there. So I think you got to just, you know, to just in, in, enjoy it. If, if you, if you get, if you get one of those uh, with your rivals, I think that's, that's your goal. Right. And, yeah. and obviously have a winning season. So, uh, well, Zach, I appreciate you coming on the show guys, everyone. Make sure you check out uh, his podcast, the host of the, I'm sorry, host of the Locked on Auburn podcast. Uh, They talk Auburn football and basketball, which uh, that catches my eye because this is the college football experience. I also host the college basketball experience. So, Zach, I'm going to have to have you back uh, talking, talking some college basketball as the season arrives. And also, obviously, with football season coming, I'm sure some of these marquee matchups, maybe before Penn State or something, I have to have you back on. Everyone gives it. Yeah, everyone give Zach a follow. Also, I want to say on on Twitter at uh, Z Blackerby at Z Blackerby. That's B L A C K E R B Y. I appreciate you hopping on the show, man. And uh, War Eagle, baby. Hey, I love it, War Eagle, brother. Thank you. Take care. Have a wonderful day. Hope y'all enjoyed that, and uh, we'll be back on Monday. This has been uh, Locked On Auburn. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. On shows uh, on Twitter at Locked On Auburn, and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. Yeah, we'll be back Monday. Have a great Father's Day, everyone. Happy, happy Father's Day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.